Welcome to Fifth Down. This week, we're going to be talking about our first round NFL mock drafts. All right, so for the first round, first pick, I think Cardinals are going to pick Kyler Murray since they really need a quarterback. I mean, they're need a quarterback, but like he's a, he's a better scheme fit with Cliff Kingsbury's offense. I also have them taking Kyler Murray, but this leaves a lot of questions about what they're doing with Josh Rosen, whether they're going to trade him, keep him as a backup. They could even cut him, possibly. But he's it's going to be very intriguing in, if a uh, top-tier quarterback goes down this year. I agree. Even though they have Josh Rosen, I think Kyler Murray is a good option, and they can still battle it out and see who gets the starting position. No, and... Based on his stats at Oklahoma, they're just amazing. He put up 4,300 passing yards, about 43 touchdowns, 7 picks, and 1,001 rushing yards. Yeah, I think the dual threat ability he brings adds a, is a lot better than the Josh Rosen's, obviously, so it could add another element to their offense with the quarterback scramble. And I think Cliff Kingsbury can really use that mobility wisely. Um. Plus, they can probably trade Josh Rosen for like a second round pick or like a late first rounder, if lucky. Um, and for pick number two, I go to Fortnite's taking Nick Bosa, edge edge rusher, Ohio State. I think they've taken too many outside rushers. Eventually, they're gonna hit on one, and I feel like Nick Bosa is the one. I feel like Nick Bosa is just too powerful and too good a player to pass up at number two. He is the number one, like, uh. Overall player. Yeah, he's the number one overall player on like all the big boards, and that's for good reason. The he's a lot like his brother Joey with their power, with the balance of power and speed. But uh, another thing I like, the, or one thing I think Joey Bosa was a little better at was his like his drive, like just staying with the play to the end. Um, number three, I have the Jets taking Josh Allen from Kentucky. I think he they need a linebacker, and he's the best one available. Um, no, and I disagree with Parham. I think you're going to take Quentin Willis cause, because he's the best, like, overall player left on the board. At number four, I have Quentin Williams. He's a really big, powerful player at 303 pounds, and he can do a lot. And coming out of Alabama, you know, he's going to be technically sound with the way they coach there. And I feel like that's something that's really going to help his draft stock. And that could lead him possibly taking going third over Josh Allen, but I still feel like Josh Allen is a better fit for the Jets. Um, In my mock draft, I am going for Josh Allen. And first of all, I think Quinn Williams would fit because they have ready Murray's Hurts, Jonathan Hankins, and P.J. Hall competing but for But none of those tackles. players are good. That's no, the no. thing. Murray's Hurts is a good like pass rusher from the interior, and also Hankins is a good run stopper. But none of them will match up the way Quinn Williams no, does. They need an edge rusher, though. Like, they don't have, like, one single edge rusher that's actually decent. Josh Allen could really, like, change their... He could be, like, a replacement for Khalil Mack. But don't they run a 4-3? So Josh Allen yeah. wouldn't be fitting in their scheme. He, he can would... play GN as well. And in my mock draft for the fifth pick, the Bucks select um, Devin White, linebacker from LSU. I also have that pick. They need someone like that to replace... Quan Alexander and Devin White has the speed and ranginess that to do that. At number six, I have the Giants taking Montez Sweat. I have Montez Sweat as well, just because of his um spectacular combine. He ran like a four four two forty, and that's like the best ever since the start of the combine. 
And also, after losing Olivier Vernon in the trade to the Browns, um, they could use another edge rusher to replace him. All right. So for number seven, I have Jawan Taylor from Florida going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got the Jags going with TJ Hawkinson just because he's an amazing run blocker and his route running is spectacular. Yeah, I'd like to see TJ Hawkinson, but I think that they'll take Jawan Taylor because they need protection for Nick Foles. And after re-signing all of their offensive line, except for Jeremy Parnell, it makes it seem like they're planning on taking him. And I, I see where you're coming from with TJ Hawkinson, and I think he would be, like, if Jawan Taylor goes or something happens, then he would be their backup. But I think another option for the Jags would be to trade down because this draft is a heavily defensive, and the Jags aren't lacking on defense. They need an offensive player. So if they trade down with someone like the Packers, so the Packers can get, like, or just anyone, really, that wants one of those higher-tier defensive players, or, yeah, such as Rashawn Gary or someone of that, or Brian Burns, then they could trade down and have someone take that. Yeah, I think if they trade down, then they could take Noah Fant, which would also be really exciting to see. Or they could um, trade, like, to a point where TJ Hawkinson might still be available. Like, what I was saying with the Packers, none of those teams above them would really be looking for a tight end as their number one priority. Yeah. And with the eighth pick, I got the Lions going with Rashawn Gary, defensive end Michigan. I have them actually taking Ed Oliver. And it's, like, basically just same, like, position, just pass, pass rush, just different player based off who we have. I have Rashawn Gary. He can really get off the edge and get after the quarterback, which is what the Lions need. I know, but the scary part of Rashawn Gary is just the production at Michigan. He had, like, three sacks his entire season. And that's, like, the major negative about him. Okay, at number nine, I have the Bills taking DK Metcalf because they still need that alpha receiver. They're kind of like the Jaguars where they have all these, like, slot and second receivers. But they don't have that one big guy that can just go up and win you a jump ball. I feel like for number nine for the Bills, they will pick TJ Hawkinson because, like Parham said, they need someone who's big. And also, that he can be useful for Josh Allen and LaShawn McCoy. I got the Bills picking Joan Taylor just because like, their often line will be pretty solid. At left tackle, they have Deion Dawkins, left guard Wyatt, center Mitch Morris, right guard Miller, and Taylor. Not often, let's actually look solid for Josh Allen. Staying positive. For number 10, I have the Broncos taking Drew Locke because we know that Elway likes Drew Locke. And even though they picked up Joe Flacco, that's more of a short-term solution. And Drew Locke could really be their quarterback of the future. Yeah, and Elway just loves taking quarterbacks for no reason. He can't <clears throat> develop one, but he'll take them. Um, I'm, I, I, I got them going for Drew Locke, but I'm not a fan of just because of his footwork's bad and the mechanics are just poor. And I also think he doesn't really fit them because they have other things to worry about, like the receivers. He's not going to have anyone to throw to other than, like, Jake Butt, I guess. And with the 11th pick, I got the Bengals taking Dwayne Haskins. I agree because the Bengals could really use a good, solid pocket passer. No, um, and, and if you just look at his stat, they're just, like, off the charts. He had 4,800 passing yards, 70 completion 
completion percentage and also 15 touchdowns for eight interceptions. But he also played at Ohio State, which gives him a huge advantage among like colleges. So, and that's why I ha- I actually have them taking Jonah Williams because with Zach Taylor, he's an offensive-minded guy, and Dwayne Haskins seems like he could fit there, but. I think their offensive line is also an issue because – and Andy Dalton is still a decent quarterback. I have to agree with the niche with the Bengals picking Dwayne Haskins because they have a new coach now and they need a rebuild, and so I think a new quarterback would be best for them. At number 12, I have TJ Hawkinson going to the Packers. He can be, he can be compared to Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey, and he can make a massive difference in the flow of every game. I got him picking Ed Oliver because I think the pairing with Kenny Clark and Ed Oliver would be like a serious combination in the future. At number 13, I have the Dolphins taking Rashawn Gary. And I know I have him slipping a little bit, but I think the Dolphins could also use him to add to their pass rush and defense as well. I got the Dolphins taking um, Brian Burns to just because like, they need like needs all over the field, but I think pass rushers like... A major strength in this draft, so they can take him. Yeah, and like, just overall, this draft is a very defensive heavy draft. Like, there's not that many. It's also in the trenches a lot. There's not many skill position players as there has been in previous years. I have the Dolphins taking Devin White because I think he's just too good of an overall player to pass up. I wouldn't ever have him dropping that far. Yeah, <laughs> because even like with the Jaguars, I feel like. If Devin White is available, we take him because of we're missing a linebacker. We got we and then we can move Miles Jack back outside where he works a lot better. And then we can and, maybe cut Telvin Smith while at it because to save about like eight million cap, cutting Telvin Smith probably help. There's a good chance he will go higher than that, but if he drops that far, the Dolphins will definitely jump on it and take him. I feel like the Atlanta Falcons for number 14 will pick Greedy Williams, a cornerback from LSU. I like the Falcons taking Jonah Williams just because he's like a very experienced like left tackle slash guard. And also he's been playing against like the best DNs his entire career at Alabama. But I feel like the Falcons already have a pretty good offensive line and they're going to go for different needs. So I have them taking Christian Wilkins. I agree. I also have them taking Christian Wilkins because he's coming out of a Clemson unit that was really good. At 15, I have the Redskins taking Devin Bush. Um, I got the Redskins taking Deacon Metcalf because they probably need another receiver with Paul Richardson and also Josh Doxson's entering his last year of his contract. So he's a flop, so they probably won't like re-sign him. I have the Redskins taking Brian Burns because he's a good edge rusher and he can really get after the quarterback, and the Redskins could use that. And for pick number 16, I got the Panthers taking Clean and Farrell, DN out of Clemson. I disagree. I haven't taken Andre Dillard because with the way Cam Newton's been getting injured, they need to protect him more. And Andre Dillard at this point for me is the best um, tackle available at their pick. No, but they have like Taylor Moten for left tackle and they have like Daryl Williams for right tackle. I think they could go either way, but I have them taking Creel and Farrell. And for pick number 17, I'm going with Devin Bush, linebacker from Michigan. I have the Giants taking Daniel Jones as the eventual successor of Eli Manning. 
his mechanics are very good, and he was a three-year starter. So I think that'll help with the way they play. I agree because they are, they said they are sticking with Eli Manning, but Daniel Jones could be a good uh, backup. He could learn from Eli Manning and eventually become their franchise quarterback. And the way they play is also very similar. At number 18 for the Vikings, I have Andre Dillard because he was a four-year starter. He proved his uh, his talent. He has a lot of experience that he could carry over to the NFL for the Vikings. Um, I agree with Pitt with Andre Dillard because he's the best like pass protector in the entire draft. I have them taking Noah Font because he's the next best tight end after TJ Hawkinson. And that's a position they're lacking right now, so he can fill in that hole. I have the Titans taking Noah Fant because he's really athletic. He's not as skilled as TJ Hawkinson, but he really is the next best thing. I have the Titans taking Brian Burns because he can add to their already good, amazing pass rush. I agree with Pippi and Noah Fant just because he's a super athletic and also he can replace Delaney Walker in the future. No, no, but he drops way too much catches, and that's the only one negative part about him. And for pick number 20, I got the, the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Byron Murphy, cornerback Washington. I have him taking Nikhil Harry to make up for their loss of Antonio Brown. Although they signed Dante Moncrief, he's not going to be anything to fully replace him. So Nikhil Harry, they can train for the future. Yeah, and plus their second are just trash with Joe Hayden, Mike Hilton, and also like Artie Burns. They really need like a standout corner number one. Um, and for pick number twenty one, um, I would have stayed extreme with Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. I have them taking Greedy Williams, the cornerback out of LSU, because they're still trying to rebuild the Legion of Boom, which I don't know why they haven't given up on that yet. It's over, let it go. But they're gonna try and do something with that. At number 21, I have DK Metcalf because he had a really good combine performance. Um, after pick number 22, I get a Baltimore Raiders selecting Marquise Brown. I have them taking AJ Brown, but this, I made this before like all the hype around Marquise Brown came I, up, so I think they, they're more likely to take Marquise. No, and also, if you watch a tape on Marquise Brown, he's creates like, so much separation just because of the speed. He reminds me of like a Tyreek Hill-esque player. I have them taking Marquise Brown, too, just because of how fast he is. No, the thing with Marquise Brown is that he's only 5'9", and he weighs 166, so he's kind of small for... I mean, but wide receivers aren't even that big anyways. He's yeah, but small. his speed is the yeah, his, speed is is his skill, matters. so his size shouldn't make a big difference as long as he has separation. At number 23, I have the Texans taking Cody Ford because they could use some help on the offensive line. Yeah. I also have them taking Cody Ford. And just in the past couple of years, they've had some historically bad offensive lines. And they traded away Dwayne Brown, so they really need to patch up that offensive line. I have Cody Ford as well because, because last year they out like 72 socks on Watson, and that's like the most on the, in the NFL. For number 24, I think the Raiders will pick Noah Font because they need a tight end. At number 24, I have the Raiders taking Byron Murphy because they have holes everywhere. I also have them taking Byron Murphy, and he fits what they need best, which is a secondary player. At number 25, I have the Eagles taking Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, the running back, and I think he could be there for the long term. 
and the way they've been just running their team the past few years is just having players for a short amount of time and not holding that like connection between them and just you're a player you're good your contract's over by they don't have that like emotional connection to their players and that's why even though they just got Jordan Howard and they have these other running backs they could be gone sooner than you know and Josh um, Jacobs can be there to replace them I got the Eagles going with DeAndre Baker just because if you saw the cornerbacks last year they had um Maddox and Rizal Douglas and like they need like a like a solid cornerback like Baker who won the Jim Thorpe Award in college I think they take Greedy Williams because he's tall, he has big arms, and he has really good player recognition so he can get to the ball and get to where he needs to be. For number 25, I have a pick that a lot of people disagree with. I think that the Eagles are going to pick Marquise Brown. This is because Nelson Aguilar might be leaving next year since he's he's going to hit free agency, and I don't think that Deshaun Jackson is going to be a long-term solution. At number 26, I have the Colts taking Dexter Lawrence because he was a part of that Clemson defensive line, and he can be a really disruptive player. I have the Colts taking another player from that defensive line who is Colin Farrell, and I think they both have very similar um, talents, but Colin Farrell is just the better player. I agree with Pritvi with the Dexter Lawrence pick. Um, He'd be, like, a lot higher, but unfortunately he had, like, off the field issues, which caused him to fall. I have Dexter Lawrence going with the next pick to the Raiders, who will fit with Quinnen Williams on their defensive line, which gets rid of that as an issue for years to come because of the way they both are very good players. I got the Raiders taking Garrett Bradbury. No, just they can move to like left guard to replace Kelechi Osemele. I also have them taking Garrett Bradbury. Because they need some protection for Derek Carr, whoever their quarterback's going to be, so they can actually make plays and get points. At number 28, I have the Chargers taking Rock Yasin, the cornerback, because that's one of their positions of need. Um, I got the Chargers taking Jerry Tillery, because they also need a defensive tackle to like make the deal in the best in the league. And also, Tillery causes... like. A lot of pressure and, and like pass rushing, but he's not a good run block. But I think their defensive line is already good, so they should pr- try and focus more on other positions of need. Seeing as they were already a good team last year, and they just want to take that next step. And I think Rakiasin allows them to do that better. I have the Chargers taking Dalton Reisner because they have a good defensive line, and they could use some help on the offensive line to protect Phillip Rivers. Um, and with the twin lines pick, I got the... Kansas City Chiefs talking um, Eric McCoy center because they just lost Mitch Morton agency and he was like a big part for Chiefs offense. I have the Chiefs selecting Deontay Thompson to replace Eric Berry because and that'll help them with what they're trying to do with winning the Super Bowl. They could use a safety, but I have them taking cornerback DeAndre Baker because he's one of the best cornerbacks in this draft class. And they need a cornerback. Um, and for pick number thirty, I got the Packers taking Dalton Reisner, alignment out of Kansas State. I have the Packers taking Irv Smith, Jr. out of Alabama, the tight end, because 
he fits their needs better than Dalton Reisner. They have a pretty good offensive line, but they're missing a tight end right now. No, um, they don't really have a right guard, but their right tackle, Brian Beluga, who's like inconsistent, gets injured a lot, so they might look to a person like yeah, Dalton Yeah, but with the way Aaron Rodgers plays, he doesn't really need an offensive line. He just needs targets. Um, I got the Rams taking Jeffrey Simmons deep in the tackle just because like he was like a top ten prospect but then got injured before the combat, so that's the reason he fell. For pick number three to I got a Patriots select Hakeem Butler, wide receiver from Iowa State. Even though they picked up Demarius Thomas, they could really use Hakeem Butler. They could use another weapon for Tom Brady. And also like um Hakeem Butler's like an amazing fifty fifty like catcher like he can catch contested he can catch it deep and that finishes out our mock draft at mvp i have the voters picking Giannis onto the kumpo um i go with parham no but like um um after you recall paul pierce he said that james harden is the most outstanding player but Giannis is the most valuable player um he's the leading scorer he's the best defensive player Probably in the NBA, and also his team has the best record in the NBA. And now we're moving on to the Rookie of the Year award. I think we all pick Luca. Yeah, Luca. Luca, yeah. Luca, Luca. Yeah, he's the best rookie. I mean, he was almost an All Star as a rookie. Oh and speaking of other people that were almost an All Star, Lou Williams. I have him as Sixth Man of the Year. It's the Lou Will Award. Yeah, I agree with Farm with that. He basically is a starter. Yeah, yeah. They just play him off the bench. Yeah, um, this man's averaging 20 off the bench, so, like... He, he plays starter minutes. He just yeah, starts he, on the bench. Yeah. This dude on perfect just so he can win the award. <laughs> so, who do you guys think is the best coach? I have Mike Malone because he took the Nuggets from being a ninth seed to a two seed in the West. And just being a two seed in the West is already insane. But... With the young players he had, the way he was able to coach them and make a system for them was uh, deserving of the award. And for coach of the year, I got Doc Rivers because he's basically coaching like average players like Shy Gilgis, Lou Will, like Montrez Harrell, Danilo Gallinari, and, and then he carried them. No, he didn't really carry them, but like he, he was very brought well, them to the yeah. playoffs. For defense player of the year, I picked Paul George. Because he's the best defensive player and one of the best defensive teams. And as we've seen in the past, that's who they like to pick. I have Giannis because he has the best like defensive proficiency numbers out of anyone in the NBA. I think Kawhi Leonard's going to become the defensive MVP because like he played really good in the Raptors. Paul George also led the league in steals, which is... and. It's hard to quantify defense, but when you look at the stats, that's what's going to show up. And our next award is Most Improved Player. Uh, I have D'Angelo Russell winning Most Improved Player. I agree with Parham because, like, last year, like, the Lakers didn't really want him, so they just turned him to the Nets, and this year he's an all-star, averaging like 20 points a game. Then again, it's in the East, so all-star isn't too difficult to get. But he has been carrying his team, and that's also important. And they won a playoff game with him. I think it's going to be Pascal Siakam because he averaged seven points per game last season. And this season, he's averaging 16 points per game. Yeah, but he hasn't had as much of an impact on his team as D'Angelo Russell. 
because of the way they're already a good team without him. Now we're going to be talking about Champions League. And the first game is United versus Barcelona. Barcelona won 4-0 on aggregate. And they just played like the better team overall. They controlled possession and got the breaks they needed. And also, um, in the second leg, David De Gea just played like trash. In the first two goals, he Messi shouldn't score, but David De Gea would just pour that game. And the next game is Tottenham versus Manchester City, which is crazy. And the Spurs won 4-4 aggregate on away goals. And the game was 4-3. It was all around crazy. There was a VAR overturning of a goal yeah. that could have won for City. Yeah. In my opinion, like it was like the closest call. Like it was like just slightly offside. Next game is Ajax Juventus. Dude, like I, I was so excited when I see Ronaldo just on his Lose. knees. Yeah. yeah. It just, it just brings me excitement. Ajax won and now all their players are going to Barca, so Yeah, like Frankie De Jong, Matthias Dulight, they're all mm -hmm. going to Barca. And the next match is Liverpool and Porto. And Liverpool dominated yeah, as expected. They won like six. Five one. Yeah, well, five one six in the second game. Six no, they won four one first oh. second game. Well, they won four one in the second game and six one in aggregate, and they just proved their dominance to Porto. And now for the semifinals, there's Barcelona versus Liverpool. I have Barcelona winning. Messi's playing like the best player ever right now. They're just playing like the best team in the world right now. No, like, Liverpool's a very solid team because they have, like, a stud defender and Virgil van Dijk. They can just, they can probably defend anyone in the world right now. But Messi's still <laughs> insane, I'm, so. No, but they yeah. have Mohamed Salah who's playing out of his mind, Sadia Mane, mm -hmm. Firmino can create the chances. So you think Liverpool's going to win? I think Barca will win. Yeah, on, I think like, Barca's just more balanced. By one goal or like on on a way goal, something like that. So it's mm -hmm. And for the second game is Ajax Spurs. I really want Ajax to win this game because yeah. they probably the won't like make it ever. No, they might make it in the future, but not, we've never seen them. Yeah, come this far. Just they have like stud players like De Jong and Dwight. They probably yeah. won't make it again. Yeah, and, Spurs and I also are, just like seeing the underdog just win. And Spurs are missing Harry Kane again. So... Yeah, that should help yeah. Ajax's chances. And for the final, it'll be... No, based on predictions, it'll be Barca-Ajax. And Barca will Barca beat win. Ajax and take their players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Thank you for listening to 5th Down. Join us next week for our reaction of the NFL Draft.